0: Welcome to Tim Bray's Ongoing Podcast, which is an audio version of a selection of the articles on my blog, also called Ongoing. I'm Tim Bray. You can find the blog at tbray.org. This is pretty well the same story you'd experience by reading it, but some people would rather listen. Here we go. Now we have a two-parter today. We're starting with a piece that was published on the 9th of February 2023, entitled Modern Mono, that kicked off uh, such a storm of responses that I had to write a follow-up. So I'm going to be combining them two into one audio recording here. Uh, let's dive into it. And the, this piece, as I said, on published on February 9th, was entitled Modern Mono. I've just finished setting up a new Mac, 14-inch MacBook Pro, M2 Pro, 32 gig, 4 terabytes. It dawned on me that most of my really intense interactions with this thing involve looking at monospace, which is to say fixed-width text, in Emacs, where I write this blog, in my IDE, and in my terminal. The ones that come with the machine by default are oh, okay, but maybe we can do better. So I got on to Mastodon and asked, that's a link to the Mastodon conversation, Dear LazyWeb, setting up a new Mac, what are some groovy new monospace fonts for terminals and IDEs? Update. This piece got a gazillion views and comments, the latter mostly along the lines of, you left out my favorite font, so I wrote a follow-up with lots more fonts, and subsequently I will read the follow-up, which was like throwing raw meat into the piranha pool. Obviously, this is something that geeks care about deeply. I got a huge number of suggestions, of which I downloaded 16, basically all the ones that are free. In general, I prefer to pay for things, and I'm suspicious of anything that's free on the net, but when there are so many good free options, I'm not sure there's a business model for paid ones. Disclosure. In recent years, I've been using Inconsolata, uh, that's a link to that font, which has always pleased my eye, and also is the only font who inventor I've met. I admire Ralph Livian, Extremely. Can I replace it? And there's a link there to Raf's presence here on Mastodon. Method. I loaded up the man page for the ls command in the Linux ls command in the macOS terminal program with the size set to 18 points. By doing so, I'm bypassing one important criterion, readability at small size. I suspect that an increasing proportion of geeks like me in this era of 27 an inch up 4k screens really don't squish the letters the way we used to when we were 20-somethings on screens with only a million dots. But if you still do, this piece probably won't help you that much. So let's run through those screenshots. As I, as I think about each font, I'll switch my Emacs into using that font as I write about it. I'll pick the ones that I think are generally the most pleasing and do another screenshot of a moderately complex chunk of Go code as presented in, by JetBrains' Brains excellent Golang IDE. So here they are in alphabetical order. Now, I'm not going to really talk about the screenshots. Sorry, because <laughs> uh, I do that in the text. Anyhow, the first font is B612 Mono, And there's a link. Each one of these things begins with a start here. There's a link to that font's homepage or equivalent. And it's originally commissioned by Airbus as an aeronautical font for use on aircraft cockpit screens. It has a few lowercase serifs, reasonably done. It's a little more vertically dense than my eyes like. Could live with it. It doesn't advance to the next stage. Droid Sans Mono. Start here. Screenshot. Commissioned by Google in 2007, said to be optimized for small handset screens. I lived in this typeface when I was in the Android group from 2010 through 2012. It's perfectly okay, but it just uses too much horizontal space for me. Well, it looks nice in my Emacs buffer. It fails at the information density bar and does not advance. Here we have Fira Code and Fira Code Retina, where Fira is spelled F-I-R-A. Start here, and so there's two screenshots for the variants of this font. Programmers use a lot of symbols, often encoded with several characters. For the human brain, sequences like, uh, well, code sequences like uh, pointer dereference and less than equal and so on, are single logical tokens, even if they take two or three characters on the screen. That's the screenshot caption, and it is a quote from the homepage. There will be a few of these. This is an open-source thing by Nikita Prokopov, said to be optimized for code. Its big selling point is a set of ligatures, as we were discussing, like not-equals and so on. Meh, all these years in, my eyes don't care. For a font that doesn't market as typographic values much, it sure pleases my eye. Light, clear, well-balanced horizontally and vertically. It comes with an ordinary selection of styles, normal, light, and so on. But then there's also retina. It's difficult to find an explanation. One assumes some sort of optimization for high pixel density. Anyhow, it makes me happy. Just the tiniest bit of extra weight that, to my eye, makes each character speak its nature a little louder. The retina style advances to the next phase. Go Mono. Start here. Screenshot. Uh, Caption by Bigelow and Holmes. Wow, so many serifs. That strikes me as inconsistent with Go's design aesthetic, which eschews decoration and fancy features. Also, it is notably... More vertically compact than the average, which makes my Emacs editing screen look cramped. In code, which typically has shorter lines, that's probably not so much of an issue. Advance to the next round? Honestly, probably not. But I'm going going—I'm going to advance it anyhow, because after all, stage 2 involves Go code, which this is said to excel at. Hack! Start here. Caption, quote, designed for the screen. Open source. Libre. A little tighter vertically and looser horizontally, which is arguably a good choice for code, with its shorter lines. Looks nice in my editor buffer, too. Advances. IBM Plex Mono. Start here because IBM's own page doesn't seem to show off the mono. Wait, here's the screenshot. Screenshot caption. The Plex family displaced Helvetica after more than 50 years as the IBM corporate font. Uh, no. It smells of mainframes. Look at some of those 90-degree angles on the serifs right out of the 1950s. In Consolata and in Consolata Light, Start here. Once again, two screenshots. Uh, caption, quote, I was particularly struck by the beauty of Lucas de Groot's Consolas, which is his monospace design, for Microsoft's upcoming Vista release. This font, similar to his earlier Sans Mono, demonstrated clearly to me that monospace-based fonts do not have to suck. And that's a quote from the font author, Ralph Levien. Unfortunately, I am failing to find the words to explain why this pleases my eyes so much. A screenful of it makes me happy. It suffers from several sins for which I fault other faces, but even so. More compact than this overview's average, but so graceful that I'll take that and welcome the information density. Advances. The light variant also pleases my eyes. Even more a bit, but I don't think it can quite carry the load of an all-day, everyday work. Input mono. Start here. Screenshot. Quote uh, in the caption, designed specifically for code by David Jonathan Ross. All other issues aside, there's just not enough differentiation between upper and lower case for me. Doesn't advance. Iosevka term, start here. Caption of the screenshot, uh, A quote, a monospace programming typeface built declaratively using custom typeface generation software and with an emphasis on compatibility with CJK characters. It probably needs to be evaluated in a CJK-heavy application. It definitely, to my eye, has the look of technical printing I saw in Japan way back in the day. But for those of us whose coding lives are mostly in Latin characters, no. JetBrains Mono. Start here. Uh, Caption, quote, a typeface for developers. Well, and JetBrains knows a lot about developers. This font is so overwhelmingly clear that I can hardly even see it. I can't think of anything to say, which means it's doing what it's designed to do. Advances. Meslo LGS N. F. Start here, I guess, having trouble finding much commentary. Screenshot. No caption. When I switch between this and JetBrains, the occupied space shrinks a little, but wow, other than that, it looks really about the same. Density is good. Which do I prefer? Mm, but it advances. Overpass Mono. Start here. Screenshot. Caption. Quote. Inspired by Highway Gothic. Um. No, not really. The letter forms are just too stark. Drawing attention to themselves doesn't advance. SF mono. Start here, at Apple. Um, Caption. Derived from San Francisco, and Apple says, this neutral, flexible, sans-serif typeface is the system font for iOS, iPadOS, MacOS, and TVOS. Yes, but not derived that well, I think. The lowercase letters are working too hard, mannered even. Consider the lowercase R. I'm normally happy to take whatever Apple says is best for my general-purpose daily driver, but this one doesn't meet my bar for a developer's font. Source Code Pro. Start here. Uh, caption, quote, designed by Paul D. Hunt and Teo Tuominen. This is from Adobe. Obviously a heavyweight in the world of design and typography, was authored in-house. Interestingly, when I switch back and forth between this and SF Pro, the shape of the text doesn't change. The character metrics are identical. The glyphs do change in interesting ways. Source code is simpler, less mannered, but neither does it really please my eyes nor get out of the way. That The finalists. That leaves FiraCode Retina, Go Mono, Hack, in Consolata, JetBrains Mono, and Meslo LGS NF. Let's look at some actual code from this file, which is a link off to a file in my Quimino open source project with a bit complicated go switch statement in it. So here they are. They're not alphabetical because I want you to look at them. Scroll back and forth a bit. See if you can draw any impressions before you check which is which. And so now we have uh, five different screenshots here um, that I'm not going to really say much about. They look like code. Notes in no particular order. One, I cheated and included in Consolata light. Two, they all kind of, they all kind of look like each other, which I guess shouldn't be surprising. Three. In fact, they're all pretty great. Four. There are several opportunities for a not equals ligature in the code fragment. I don't think it makes a damn bit of difference. Five. If you care about how many lines of code you can see, Hack squeezes the most into your window, JetBrains mono Hack squeezes the most into your window, Jetbrains mono the least. Um yeah, I care. You can tell which is which by clicking to enlarge and looking at the labels. Conclusions? I don't think GoMono really belongs in the top tier, even though it was designed for the language in the sample. Nor does Inconsolata Lite, although. Actually, although I think it looks great. I could be super happy with any of Ferrocode Retina, Hack, JetBrain's Mono, or Inconsolata. Happy enough, I suspect, that the choice doesn't matter that much. And then there are a whole load of comments here, like 25 or something like that, last time I checked, nearly all of which say, hey, you should look at this font. And then this thing got on the front page of Hacker News and picked up a couple hundred comments there, most of which were of the form, oh, how about this other font? So let's move on to the next piece, uh, which was published on Valentine's Day, 2023, and is entitled More Monos. And our story thus far is a link to that previous piece. TLDR, I looked at a bunch of monospace fonts and recommended a few. This piece went kind of nuts, way past 50K views as I write this. It's up over 60 now. And a flood of comments here and on Y Combinator, nearly all all of which took the form of, you left out my favorite font, which is X. So I harvested 14 values of X, and let's have a look at them. I've enjoyed this little project enough to pay actual real money for three of them. So it's the same thing. We're gonna look at the uh, screenshots of the man page for LS. Anonymous Pro, start here. Screenshot, uh, caption, quote, Anonymous Pro is based on an earlier font, Anonymous TM 2001, my TrueType version of Anonymous 9, a Macintosh bitmap font developed in the mid-90s by Susan Lesh and David Lampkins. And Susan Lesh is a name to conjure with in, in the Mac world. It's pretty anonymous, all right, as in exhibiting no distinctive features, but it doesn't vanish, and its overexcited attempt at smart quotes is offensive. does not advance. Berkeley Mono which is not free, by the way. Start here. And the caption is a quote. Berkeley Mono wears a Unix t-shirt and aspires to be etched on control panels in black synthetic lacquer. It is Adrian Frutiger visits Bell Labs. It is Gene Kranz's command. It operates with calibrated precision and has a data sheet. Really, a lot of people who reacted to part one of this were passionate about Berkeley. Best money I ever spent, etc. I can see why. A lot of the letter forms are easy on the eye, and it's pleasantly solid. I won't use it, though, because the kerning hurts my eyes. Wait, you say? Monospace fonts don't have kerning. Okay, then it's just that the letters are too far apart, and the spaces between them are non-uniform in a jarring way. Also, the baseline of the type feels jagged, which doesn't help my eyes flow along. Does not advance. Cascadia Mono, start here. And the caption is a quote. Cascadia is a fun new coding font that comes bundled with Windows Terminal and is now the default font in Visual Studio as well. It comes in code and mono, one of which has those coding ligatures. I'm in team anti-ligature, but no biggie. I can see why they said fun. It's friendly and unassuming, but not for me. The letter forms are just too chunky square and it has that awful... Single smart quotes like Anonymous. Even if I used this in my IDE, I wouldn't in my shell simply because of the broken underline, too small and smashed up against the bottoms of the letters. It doesn't advance. Comic Mono. Start here. Uh, caption A legible monoface font, this is a quote, a legible monospace fa- mono font, the very typeface you've been trained to recognize since childhood. This font is a fork of Shannon Mua's Comic Shans, version 1. Here's where I get myself in trouble because, well, I kind of like it. Some of the letter forms are objectively ridiculous, capital D, lowercase e, and as Wikipedia says, quoting the BBC, the typeface's widespread use, often in situations it was not intended for, has been the subject of criticism and ridicule. Some but from me, by the way. Clearly, the scenarios I'm considering here are not what Comic Sans was intended for. But to my eye, it's readable and friendly and unassuming. The characters have a smooth horizontal flow. Granted, its line height is maybe a little too small, so your text looks a bit squashed. But that's really my only technical objection. And, dear readers, these little letters carry, among those of our tribe, consequential cultural weight. It advances. Don't shoot me. Plenty of my code is comical. Are you against happiness? Courier Prime, start here. Uh, that captions a quote, It's Courier, just better. Designed for screenplays. Looks sharp everywhere. Disclosure, the Courier font was created in the year I was born, originally for the IBM Selectric, which was a fabulous piece of technology for its day, and don't you forget it. I spent years of my life more or less living in Courier, often Courier New Bold, on the screens of Unix workstations and X-Terminals, and if you don't know what an X-Terminal is, that's okay, it's not you, it's me. There's really nothing terribly wrong with this one. I could live with it, but our understanding of how to present electronic text has grown sufficiently during my lifetime that I don't think Courier Prime deserves to advance in 2023. But, you know, maybe for screenplays? Dank mono, which isn't free. Start here. Uh, Screenshot is a quote. Screenshot caption is a quote. A typeface designed for coding esthetes with modern displays in mind. Delightful ligatures in an italic variant and bold style. Eh, it's okay, I guess. There's only one thing wrong, but it's fatally unforgivably wrong, that lowercase f, which looks like a newt that got squashed on the pavement. If you can live with that glyph, this font might make you happy because it's nicely laid, perfectly legible, and has good flow. But not for me. It doesn't advance. Déjà vu sans. Start here. Uh, The screenshot caption is a quote, A font family based on the Vera fonts. Its purpose is to provide a wider range of characters while maintaining the original look and feel. And Vera was a family from Bitstream, released in 2001. I can't find anything negative to say about this one. It doesn't excite me or make me happy, but it absolutely doesn't get in the way. Nice flow, nice balance, nice line height. It's got sans in its name, and serifs are rigorously eschewed, except for the almost unavoidable lowercase l which I think adds integrity to the design. Advances. Fantasque Sans Mono. That's F-A-N-T-A-S-Q-U-E. Start here. Screenshot, captions, a quote. A programming font designed with functionality in mind and with some wibbly-wobbly handwriting-like fuzziness that makes it unassumingly cool. I detect a little influence from my friend Comic Mono above, and I have to say that Wibbly Wobbly is not what I think I'm looking for in a working font. But I don't hate this. It's balanced, clear, and readable. It's lowercase g with the bottom loop works, which most monospace attempts don't. The tail on the lowercase y is kind of cute. Like Cascadia, in a shell window, the underlying styling is borked, but that's a minor sin. This is definitely not going to be for everyone, but there's really nothing wrong with it. Advances. Liberation Mono. Start here. Screenshot. Caption. Uh, not a quote, just the Liberation Family was commissioned by Red Hat from Steve Matheson. These have identical metrics to the default Microsoft Office fonts, such as Arial and Times New Roman, and are the defaults in LibreOffice. That's perfectly okay. No, really no complaints, but unfortunately, the next font in this list does everything it does, just a little better. So, doesn't advance. And the next font is Menlo. Start here, screenshot. And the caption is uh, a quote, a monospaced sans serif font designed by Jim Lyles. The face first shipped with Mac OS X Snow Leopard, Menlo is based on the open source Bitstream Vera and is the public domain f- and the public domain font Déjà Vu. And it is the uh, default monospace for OS X. And it's, if it's good enough to anchor that, it's probably good enough for anyone, and certainly for me. The fact that I'm a long-time Mac user is probably influencing me, but I can't imagine this one really bothering anyone. Vanishes. Advances. Monofer, <laughs> That's lowercase m-o-n-o-f-u-r start uh well it doesn't seem to have a home page here's the screenshot Uh, this one you gotta see it's it's indescribably weird and i found a quote somewhere for a caption a basic fixed with fixed-width font designed by tobias benjamin Coyler. i'm not really sure what to say the letter forms suggest hobbit aesthetics or maybe some other rural neighborhood in your favorite swords and sorcery books they're really not like anything else capital and lowercase l are unnervingly similar the A should be wrong in theory. Lowercase a should be wrong in theory, but it sort of works. The whole font sort of works. I'm, I like it. I don't know if I'd seriously suggest it as a daily driver, but I'm going to advance it anyhow because I want to see if it's as charming in the IDE as it is here in my Emacs window. Next font is Mono Lisa, and it's not free. Screenshot. Captions a quote. Mono Lisa was designed by professionals to improve developers' productivity and reduce fatigue. I have a problem with this, as I do with Dank, one bad letter. In this case, it's lowercase g. What were they thinking? The tail looks like that poor little letter slipped in the mosh pit and crushed its sacroiliac. And by the way, sacroiliac is a link to... Well, you'd have to follow it to find out, wouldn't you? Having said all that, it's pretty easy on the eye, and I'm inclined to put some weight on its homepage's claim that it's optimized for readability. That g is not quite as egregious as Dank's f, so probably not an advance. Clever name, too. Recursive monolinear. start here, screenshot, caption, quote, a typographic palette for vibrant code and UI. Whereas I've been friendly to a couple of less-than-serious fonts above, I can't get past the way this one presents all caps. They look like menu text in one of those diners where they interview MAGA voters, just not something I need invading my workday. Doesn't advance. And finally, Victor Mono, start here. Um, and he captions a quote, The typeface is slender, crisp, and narrow with a large X-height and clear punctuation, making it legible and ideal for code. No thanks, not for me. There are people who like this kind of thing. See Iosevka in the last installment. This is way more polished than Iosevka, but that's a low bar. I can't imagine inflicting this one on myself. doesn't advance. The finalist. That leaves Comics, Comic Mono, Déjà Vu sans Mono, Fantasque sans Mono, Menlo, Monofur, and Mona Lisa. Mono-Lisa. Let's go look at some actual code. Here they are, but they're not alphabetical because I want you to look at them. Scroll back and forth a bit. See if you draw any impressions before you check which is which. So here's all the code snapshots. Sidebar, dark mode. I use dark on light in almost all my apps and almost all my devices. I even know why. I spent the first decade or so of my career working on ASCII terminals. 24 80-column lines in green or orange or white on black. If you got an upscale terminal from Ann Arbor or Falco, you could have 40 lines and you were an aristocrat. When modern bitmapped workstations showed up and had black-on-white-like paper, it felt obscenely luxurious, and I've never gotten over that. But I digress. I know a majority of people who look at code these days do it in dark mode. It's fair to wonder whether that would change any of the impressions or conclusions here. Don't ask me, though. Conclusions? There's nothing here I couldn't use. Menlo's the winner, by a mile. It does everything the others do, plus it fits more lines into your editor window than the competition. I think it's the only one that's going to join my all-star repertoire of of Firacode, Retina, Hack, JetBrains, Mono, and Inconsolata. It's a little annoying that none of the non-free fonts are firmly in the top tier, although I could learn to live with that sketchy Mono Lisa G, and maybe it is. There will be times when I'm fighting some galactically stupid bug or writing a blog about some catastrophically sad problem when I may resort to comic- Comic Mono, or Monifer, just to cheer myself up. And that's all, folks.